your exclusive home of the D-backs. Diamondbacks. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. D-backs manager Tori Lovello joins Burns and Gambo to talk D-backs baseball. Diamondbacks and the Padres tonight, game two of their four-game sets. And as he does every single Friday at 2.30, it is our pleasure to welcome on the manager of the Diamondbacks for his weekly exclusive conversation with us, Tori Lovello here on Burns in Gambo. Tori, how are you doing today? Happy Friday. Thank you, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot about the the great play with you guys, but I first I do want to get your your thoughts on the decision the organization made after four starts to to remove Madison Bumgarner from the roster uh, and let him try to go see if he can go play somewhere else. I, I know you gave him every opportunity, and I, I think the timing was perfect because you guys have a chance to win this year, and I, and I, I don't think you can give away games every fifth day. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Gamble, that's how we were looking at it. We felt like um, we're, this team is trending in a very good direction. Uh, and, you know, every fifth day uh, when Bum's spot was coming up, he just wasn't performing. And really this is a game about performance. And you got to be able to go out there and execute at a high level and, and, and get out and help your team win. Um, and, you know, the data that we were seeing, the things that we were watching just was showing us that the stuff wasn't that crisp and it wasn't, it wasn't going to trend in a, in a much more positive direction. Um, so, you know, when you have those conversations, when they start to become real, um, you know, a lot of things are being said around us. Uh, we're aware of that. But when they finally do become real, um, you know, they're hard. They're hard conversations. You've got to say goodbye to somebody that has worked hard to try and make something good happen. And it just never really got to that point with him. And he was a true pro about it when we said goodbye to him. He wished us luck and said he wished he did a little bit better for us. And wherever he lands and whatever he does, um, we will wish him his best as well. When you started having those official, very real conversations, were there other alternatives discussed in terms of other things that you could have done with him in terms of potential injury or the bullpen or a different role? Or was this pretty much the the main idea that was only discussed when it came to what to do about Mad Bum? Yeah, I, I you know, we, we, we tossed a lot of different things around and it was a quick moving conversation. Um, you know, obviously we were watching it after the last start, um, prior to the, to his last one in Miami. Um, and, you know, we just felt like it would be a, a more, a more healthy situation for him just to allow him to go and pursue starting somewhere else. If that's where his heart, where his heart was. And, you know, he worked hard, um, and nothing that he did really seem to work. And that's something that he continued to reiterate. He was always here trying to help us win baseball games. And I won't forget the conversation I had with him in spring training. He says, you're talking to me like I don't want to win. He said, nobody, nobody wants to win more than me. Trust me, Tori. You know, so that's where he is. That's who he is at his core and how he helps the team. I don't know how he would have helped this team. I just feel like it was time for us to move on. So there were real, no other discussions about moving him to the bullpen and just let him figure it out there. We just felt like this was the right time to, to say goodbye and let him go on his way. All right. Last one for me on this and then we'll move on. But I, I, I do want to ask you, was, was he pitching for his job on Wednesday against St. Louis? I think so. I think so. You know, I think uh, had he had a good start, um, we, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. We and, and things were trending in a very positive direction. We 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 were always waiting for him to, to turn the corner and, and go lights out. But um, yeah, I, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to say. I'm not. I'm not the only one making this decision. I think it's a group effort. The conversation obviously starts with the front office. So yeah, I think if he had a good start, we we wouldn't have been in this position. Um, but because he didn't, that's how this game is. 
All right, the decision to go with Tommy Henry. Um, I know Brandon Fat would be on nine days rest if you didn't have him pitch last night in Reno, and it just didn't work out that way. And, you know, Tommy's got some major league starts under his belt. You know, you've had him before. Give me your thoughts on, on, on his ability to come up here and pitch for you guys. Yeah, first of all, he deserves it. His, his last start was a good one. Um, you know, the stuff is, is sharp. The fastball velocity uh, is anywhere from 89 to 92, 93 miles an hour. He's still working into that velocity. Um, but, you know, he, his, his, his repeatability is something that we're, we've always talked about um, with his delivery. And when he's doing it right and everything's timed up right, he can go up and, and get some big outs and, and win some baseball games for us. So we're excited about Tommy's ability to come up here and help us win. He wouldn't have gotten that call if it, if it you know, wasn't very deserving. And um, we feel very strongly about who he is and the development that he's shown early on in this season. Tori Lovello, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show for his weekly visit, D-backs and the Padres tonight. Obviously, in addition to Tommy Henry now, it's it's a, a real lean into the youth that you've got in the organization when it comes to your starting pitching. We saw Ryan Delson last night. We saw Dre Jameson the other day against St. Louis. We've seen a lot of Dre Jameson so far this year. How comfortable and how confident are you in their ability now that they're really truly being counted on in this rotation to deliver now that they're kind of option A and B and C? for you yeah um you know mike mike and i talked about that he said how comfortable are you potentially starting three rookies um you know in a, in a very rugged division and you know i i just have the same things to fall back on that everybody else says is watching the same level i am um you know dre jameson uh and ryan nelson were fantastic last year they're trending in a still in a very positive direction tommy gave us a lot of hope last year when when he was called up and we saw some really strong outings so um i i told him i'm comfortable with it uh you know it's we're just evaluating the guys the stuff and the ability to command the baseball to win baseball games and you know that's that's to me at the end of the day no matter who's doing it no matter who's throwing it we're gonna we're gonna be just fine, and we've trained our young players. We our young players have been told by me, by others, you don't come up here to just be a helper and get by. When you come to the big leagues, a young player is expected to perform at a high level to help us win baseball games. So that's been ingrained inside of inside of player development, inside of the player development system, and the players' mind that are coming up. Years and years ago, you'd get a call up and you'd sit on the bench for two weeks. They're just happy to be there, waiting to contribute. And if you got lucky enough to get on a run, you'd stay there. That's not the case anymore. We are in this phase here, especially in Arizona. Baseball is trending in this way as well. But especially in Arizona, we count on our young players. They've got to come up here and perform right away, and they all know it. I like Ryan Nelson. He had some struggles last night, especially with the long ball. You know, the Bogarts two-run homer uh, just left that pitch way up. And and then Carpenter, who did it really, you know, I liked Carpenter's bounce back last year with the Yankees. He's got some pop. He hits that home run. But I, I love the way you guys did battle back. You're down 5-1. You come back, you make it 5-3. Then you get the double off the wall by Goriel, 5-4. The wild pitch ties it. And I'll tell you, I thought Thomas... He's a great center fielder. He almost had a beat on that, and that was a that was a good hit ball by Grisham for the two run double. Uh, but that's a play that you know that uh, that he can make. It was a hard play, uh, but you guys were that close to being able to come back and win that game. Man, you're right on. You are right on. We this team fights. It's it's got a great heart, um, and you know they they get they get hyper focused when they need to, and they knew what was going on at, at five to one. We had an uphill battle, but we just kept clawing away at it. Uh, and you're right, we did tie the game. And, you know, unfortunately the play wasn't made on defense by by a gold glove shortstop, caliber shortstop. Um, and then, you know, we were a couple couple inches, maybe less, 
from getting out of that inning. So, yeah, I think if we get back into the dugout at 5-5, five five, we win that game. That's the type of momentum push that, that uh, you know, that type of play and that type of moment can give a team. And we're always trying to capitalize on that. And the beauty of this team is, like I said, there is no shutdown. They fight. They fight every single day. And that's something that I demand and I really like. Troy Lovello, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Is it – is it still closer by committee in your mind? Is it Andrew Chafin when you've got a safe situation in the ninth, or is it still kind of an open-ended question for you when it comes to who's going to be that guy who gets that safe? Yeah, I think it's going to stay the same for me right now. Um, Chafin has been fantastic. Uh, you know, it's obviously a guy that I've leaned on in different ways for many, the many years that we've been together. Uh, and, and he hasn't let us down. I know there was a little hiccup the other day and, and Castro came in and got the save, but I'm going to match it up. You know, there's three or four guys there on the back end and you know, the names you've seen them pitch late in games before here. So I'm just going to match it up and I'm going to do it the best way that I can. A wall of lefties, it'll be chasing a wall of righties. It'll be McGuff or Castro. Uh, and it seems to be working right now. These guys have accepted that responsibility and they're going out and making pitches. No, I love watching you guys play. Me and the family are we're coming to the game tomorrow going to catch you and the Padres but let me ask you about the stolen bases because I, I um I, and I, I'm sure I got a great explanation from you you had none against the Padres only one against St. Louis only one against the Marlins is it is it these teams are more aware of your stealing now is it just you're not you haven't been in the best situations to steal you guys came out of the gate running uh running everybody ragged but lately the stolen bases have been down I'm not sure why but maybe you could explain it yeah, I think I think it ebbs and flows based on on the strategy of the game and how the game is going. You know, if you're down a bunch of runs, you don't you don't want to have a line drive bounce you into a double play and you're out of an A. So we really pick our spots to run and we want to do it successfully. So teams have made some adjustments to us and, and they've they've figured out how to shut us down or at least slow us down. We're gonna to continue to run. Uh that's that's part of our DNA here. But certain organizations and you'll be able to tell who they are quickly if you get the information and the data that we get before games, certain teams don't care about controlling the running game. They don't even they don't pay much attention to it, nor do they have the capabilities of stopping it, whether it's the catcher or the pitcher's kick time. So those are the teams that when we walk on, we, we at 640 when we're between the lines, we already know what we're going to do. Other teams, we talk about it, we have to be careful. A good catcher, he throws the ball well. Um, you know, if the situation is, is warranted to steal some bases and take some risks, we will. Uh, and then also other organizations work very hard at controlling the running game with throwovers at the right time and kick times to the plate at less than 1.45 seconds. So a lot goes into it, but it's copycat league, and you'll see teams trying to shut us down, but still we're going to find, find our way. We believe in this here. We know that it disrupts timing and the rhythm of a pitcher. When you do that, they make mistakes, and those balls end up going over the fence. I appreciate your time, Tori, as always. Good luck tonight and this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, boys. Talk to you soon. You got it, Skip.